I'm Katrina Tellick, a journalist and host of the new podcast, Firecracker. The story is a deep dive into a horrifying 27-year-old crime. When police saw what was left of Carol Ryan's body, dumped by Route 91 near Syracuse, New York, they wondered what weapon could cause that level of devastation. The truth was grislier than anyone could have imagined. The unsolved mystery of Carol's murder has haunted central New York for decades. Carol's only son blames police. After hundreds of interviews, investigators couldn't make any leads stick. Three cops believe they know the man who killed Carol, and he's still out there, but they haven't been able to prove it. The lead detective calls it the greatest regret of his career. From Wondery and Syracuse.com comes Firecracker. It's a story about grief, regret, trauma, and rage, and the chilling effect Carol Ryan's unsolved murder has had on a community. Here's a clip from the show. Follow Firecracker on Wondery Plus. What exactly happened here? Was she shot and then she was hacked? We're, we're at that point, we were guessing, geez, did somebody use a shotgun on her down there? Did they use a chainsaw on her down there? The inhumanity, the savagery, the brutality of this is off the charts. It is painful to hear how Carol Ryan was killed. Her case did not get national attention. The details are grisly. It all started with a fisherman. He wakes up early, September 1st, 1996. It's 5 a.m., and the fisherman is driving north on Route 91. He's hoping to catch some bass in the large reservoir near Jamesville, New York, just south of Syracuse. Something caught his eye on the side of the road. It was a woman, lying on the ground, alone. She was face down on the pavement. He pulled over and opened the car door. By the glow of his headlights, he could see her hair was auburn. Her skin was bruised and covered with scratches. She was naked. Her backside had a gruesome wound. The fisherman ran to a nearby security office to call 911. He then returned to stay with the woman before an ambulance arrived. She couldn't move. She could not answer his questions. What happened? Who did this to you? She was rushed to a local hospital and underwent emergency surgery, but her injuries were too traumatic. Carol died at Upstate University Hospital, five hours after she was found. What they did was unusual and strange and horrifying. That's Dr. Mary Jimbelic. We'll hear lots more from her later on. Dr. Jimbelic wrote Carol's autopsy report, which was 22 pages long. Manner of death, homicide. Carol Ryan, 42, had been violated in an unthinkable way. Somebody raped her with an explosive device and detonated it. But she didn't die right away. She was left for dead in that driveway in Jamesville, New York. 27 years later, her murder remains unsolved. It brings back a lot of bad memories. Just that there's somebody out there that could do something so terrible to another human being was very disturbing, and that's why it stuck in my mind. And I still feel ownership over it to this day, and I'm not even there anymore. That's the voice of Carl Kruger. He was the original lead detective assigned to Carol's case in 1996. Even nearly three decades later, 
this case sticks with him. He calls it the one regret of his career. I remember the night of my retirement party. Somebody asked me, what are your regrets? I only have one. I said, and that's that that Carol Ryan wasn't solved before I left. Carl was 36 at the time of this murder. He wasn't a rookie. He worked other homicide cases before, but this was the first one he oversaw. I remember, you know, some staining, obviously, blood stains, and um, these red paper fragments that at first didn't make any sense to us. You know, we're going, what the heck is this? And then when we start getting word in from the hospital, um, then we went, oh my God, that's, that's firework fragments. We asked Carl to meet us in Jamesville and show us exactly where Carol was found. No, she was right on the pavement here, right at the entrance. Like, like I said, right about here. And Carol was naked. She had been wearing a black jacket and dark pants. She had a silver necklace, and that was gone. Her shoes were gone, too. But she was still wearing two rings on her right pinky finger, a 10-carat gold band with two green stones and one small diamond. On another finger, a white gold band with an opal. One of her rings was missing. She was already gone. She'd already been transported to the hospital when I got out here. And uh, But the guys that originally responded told me, in detail, you know, what they found. We're, we're at that point, we were guessing, geez, did somebody use a shotgun on her down there? Did they use a chainsaw on her down there? I mean, that's how devastating the injury was. A chainsaw? So it was really it just was, every, was, everywhere. Her, her yes. body was everywhere. Yes. Detectives set up several yellow signs to mark possible evidence to be collected for the forensic lab. And those red paper fragments were everywhere. Because we sent all that stuff to the ATF, and I think they just came back determining on the size, the blast, and everything else, that they said it probably was the size of an M80. Listen to the entire podcast exclusively and ad-free on Wondery Plus now.